The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now on Mitchell's Front Page, Trent talking tech. Good morning to you, Trent. How are you? Hi, Mitchell. Heading well? well? Yeah, well, first of all, tell us about this Telstra um, attempt to block scam SMS messages. How do they know that legitimate SMS messages won't get caught up with this? Well, they've been uh, conducting some tests basically in-house for a little while now. They say, you know, it's not going to be perfect, uh, but uh, from their customer base so far to date, they've received over 11,100 scam reports from customers. And this explosion is thanks to Flubot, uh, you know, impacting a lot of end users. And they're basically using a system which applies some knowledge of what a, a, a typical SMS scam looks like, including those really dodgy looking uh, URLs that they try to get people to, uh, you know, click. And in this pilot program, they're helping their computer system, their AI system, to train uh, it in the difference in what is a legitimate and what is a malicious SMS. It's basically been internal staff members, uh, but the intention is to move it out through the customer base uh, at some point in time and with the amendments that have been recently announced to uh, legislation in Parliament to allow carriers to block scam SMSs, uh, they will be able to do this a little bit more quicker as well. Um, I guess, you know, a fundamental composition of a scam SMS is a URL for someone to click. And generally, these aren't really all that clever. Um, They really don't plan the URLs well enough. So I think in the vast majority of cases, uh, the scam SMS blocking will be blocking true SMS messages. And, you know, if uh, Telstra's got this system in line, uh, they will have a mechanism for reporting legitimate sms if um if you do happen to come across one that uh you know shouldn't have been blocked by a system now tell us about this federal government attempt to try and block defamatory remarks on social media or to crack down on them i know this is being really pushed by our local senator who's just Mm. up the road here senator sarah henderson and uh, she's had to grapple with a couple of accounts that have been quite negative towards her but will the government be able to stop this because if people want to really remain anonymous i'm sure there's always ways around it I mean, they're going to have a, um, a, a fair slog at it. Essentially, it's a federal court order that will be established, uh, which will require social media companies to disclose details of people who might have posted defamatory remarks. Uh, these are remarks that have not uh, given consent. Um, you know, these can be involved in defamation cases and basically what they will do is force the social media companies uh, to disclose uh, information to identify the individual that has been uh, sharing it. Um, the government assures us it's something that uh, won't just happen for any old post and, and it will need to have a decent bit of basis. Uh, I don't think they're generally going to manage to, um, you know, stop all of these kind of posts, especially if they're coming in volume. Uh, but uh, it will have 
some way of um, of countering some of the activity. And I do think that, you know, unfortunately, it's a bit like, um, you know, criminal actions like burglary, for instance. Uh, some of the people that undertake these antics aren't all that smart and may not be in a position where they're, um, I guess, trying to, to block their location. Um, not everyone thinks mm. about this uh, when they do post a comment online, uh, just like, you know, criminals don't really think out their plan and end up getting caught by the authorities um, for something stupid. And Black, uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, people would be looking at that and thinking, how did that suddenly become a thing? Because, you know, five to ten years ago, no one mm. would have heard of them. They're an American thing, but now suddenly everyone wants all of the bargains. Well, it was very much an international thing, but I think, you know, given COVID and the change in retail spending in the last... Uh, you know, six to 12 months, the idea of being able to jump online to a sale and of, and being saturated with so much marketing about Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Mm. I mean, I personally experienced this across the weekend in emails, in pop-up messages. It was popping up on social media as well. It's, it's led to a, a, a leap in the, um, you know, the sales in Australia. Um, Zip Pay data said uh, they had a 52% leap in uh, buying in Black Friday sales on their platform uh, using ZipPay as the option to pay. And the National Retailers Association was estimating that the economy in Australia was going to generate $5.6 billion in retail sales. And, you know, I think everybody does like a bargain. Uh, and, of course, things are getting a bit tighter with stuff like technology, for instance, being able to get it in before Christmas. So people were out to grab that um, that bargain or grab that item they were looking for. And if it was on sale, Black Friday was the uh, sale to buy it in. So um, certainly a lot of incentive there. And I think the, um, the, the Boxing Day sales, you know, other than getting the stuff that you might need for next uh, Christmas, uh, sometimes they're a little bit of a flash in the pan. Maybe people are realising that a little bit more as well. That's true. Thank you for being on the program. What's your website once again? Uh, we talk tech at techgrab.net. Thank you very much, Trent Geddes there, our program tech guy. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.